Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Whoop, whoop, it's the police. Don't look in your rearview mirror. This podcast covers the latest police news along with hitting the hot topics you've been talking about all week. I'm your host, Cleveland. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, folks. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Hopefully you had a wonderful weekend. You should be getting ready to start rake up some leaves and everything in your yard. Today on the air, I have an old friend of mine. We go way back. We, we're, we're deeper than friends, but uh, we're good people. He's good people. And uh, on the air today, I'm going to have Morel Arrington. He is a Fort Wayne police... Uh, Listen to me, Fort Wayne firefighter. See, I'm trying to get everybody on the police department because that's where he should have went. <laughs> but <laughs> he's a Fort Wayne firefighter. And Morel, you can say hello to the people out there. Uh, hello. <laughs> All right. He, he is on the air with us today. We're going to talk about his life, his career, and how he got started and all the things that have come around to where he's been interacting with law enforcement because I, I think truly deep in his heart he wanted to be law enforcement. And <laughs> if it wasn't for law enforcement, he'd be in a lot of trouble right now. But but uh, Morel, we're really happy to have you on the air with us today. How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Glad to have me. Or glad to, <laughs> glad for you to, uh, to be here. Uh, listen. Before we get started, uh, I got to remind you, I, I tried for law enforcement. Uh-oh. That was that was my first interview before the uh, fire department, and I, apparently I was damaged goods. <laughs> really, they didn't want me. I, yeah. I, I didn't remember that. Yeah, you should remember. <laughs> well, you you didn't throw my name out. You should have thrown my name out. I, I threw I threw your name out there. That's probably why you didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? I was gonna leave it alone, but I'm glad you said it. <laughs> I think that was my the one chest that... is so much lighter now. <laughs> so you've been carrying that around the whole time. You thought it was you. I've been carrying it around for 20 years, <laughs> and it was me the whole time. Yeah. I, I was the one that was damaged goods. <laughs> they said we don't want another one like him. Should have used another reference. <laughs> well, see, now that you said that, now you said that, funny man. First off, hey, is your family doing good? Everybody healthy? Yeah, everybody's doing well. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of uh, anybody that I know personally within the family that's that's been affected by COVID or anything like that. But hmm. uh, yeah, other than that, man, everybody's doing good. Man, uh, four kids, two down. You know, graduating out of school and two more to go. I'm, I'm glad you corrected that. Whatever, yeah, graduating out of school. You said two down. I'm like, wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, just just moving on. I, I still got one. She's still here, but uh, I'm you know clipping, putting up apartment guide magazines to her door. And, oh, yeah, it doesn't work. I'm gonna just tell you that yeah. now. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> It's too it's too comfortable. You got it too comfortable for him. That's what it is. What, what, yeah, that's what. Yeah, <laughs> I need to try another approach. Man. You sure should. But. Stop buying groceries. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever works for you. I can tell you that. But uh, no, I'm really happy you decided to come on today, and uh, I'm glad you you're here with us. But we want to get into you and and how did you end up doing this whole firefighter thing? Because I remember back when you was a kid and uh, working for a lawn service. <laughs> you had to bring that up. <laughs> I think that, that was your first job. I think that was the first time we you had to actually get dirty. 
<laughs> yeah. I don't want to bring up too many of the stories, okay? But I just know, I remember as a kid, you was back there working. But what interested you? You said you started out thinking about law enforcement, but uh, go ahead. Tell us the whole story, you know, from a kid on, growing up, where'd you grow up? And uh, what interested you in the, uh, law enforcement, then firefighter? Oh, man. We, we be on this phone all day, but I, I guess I'll try to give you the, the short version. I, like a lot of kids growing up, man, I, I, had no idea, you know, what I really wanted to do or, or what I wanted to be. And, and, you know, as a, as a young man coming up, I, I never really had like that real positive, you know, male role model uh, in my life. Me and my, you know, my dad, my biological dad was, uh, you know, he did his thing and, and that put us at odds. So, you know, he was, he was, uh, uh, as far as that male role model, uh, growing up, you know, he, he was a person that, you know, I just, I really didn't look to for, that kind of thing, you know, until my mom married, uh, you know, my stepfather or, you know, actually until she met him and brought him into our lives. I mean, before they got married, uh, you know, I was just really kind of in limbo. Uh, I really felt like I was, you know, at a, one of those kids, I was at that crossroads. <laughs> I right. could have went either way. I could have right. either went either way. And you probably know or heard of some stories of, you know, me being a teenager and, and making some dumb decisions that uh, really could have negatively affected, you know, my life, you know, Right. And how it's, you know, and how it turned out. But, you know, fortunately for me, you know, me and my mom you know, brought this man to our lives. We're talking about Bruce Walker. And, um, you know, at the time, he was a firefighter. And I, when she married him, I think I was 13 years old. Uh, so we'll backtrack a little bit. And, you know, coming out of high school, I, I knew going to college, that, that wasn't me. I wasn't going to college. I was just kind of done with school. And, again, I really didn't know what I wanted to, you know, do at that point. Like, you know, firefighter was always in the back of my mind. I spent a lot of time uh, in the engine houses and uh, listening to these guys sit there at the table and tell a bunch of lies and, <laughs> and, and just, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and have some good laughs. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So, but I knew I had to do something. So I knew I had to do something. And so me and my best friend, uh, who I owe, owe, owe a huge, uh, a great deal of gratitude uh, for, uh, we kept each other honest. I mean, we were both kids in the same boat, didn't grew up, didn't have that positive uh, male role model. And uh, we, we held each other accountable. And, uh, you know, we're still best friends to this day. And so we decided that, you know what, let's just let's go to the military until we figure it out. All right. So, you know, we, we both went down and we talked to a uh, Marine Corps recruiter and, and he got us gassed up on <laughs> joining, joining the military and, you know, go see the world and be heroes and do all this stuff. And so we signed up what they call the uh, buddy system. So basically all that entitled us to was uh, we would go to boot camp together and we would be in the same company together. That's all it guaranteed us. So mm-hmm. uh, went off to San Diego, went to the Marine Corps, and then, you know, after boot camp, uh, spent some time in California for uh, all my military training. Then after that, I was off to Okinawa, Japan for two years. Ended up with a medical discharge from a, a previous injury that I had going into the military. I, you know, make a long story short with that one, one of the physicians uh, that looked at my ankle after I had already enlisted uh, was kind of boggled at how I even got into the military. So I had some options there, uh, reassignment to, you know, uh, actually doing like administrative work, like pushing papers or supply, which was counting sleeping bags in a warehouse somewhere <laughs> or right. taking a medical discharge. So ultimately, after talking with a bunch of people, talking with my family back home, uh, talking with my wife back home, because I was married at the time, mm-hmm. decided that it would take the medical discharge. Mm-hmm. So got out of the military, worked various jobs, you know, all kinds of jobs, and I ended up 
my last stand before I got the fire department, I ended up at out at BF Goodrich. It wasn't a bad job, it, you know, and and I was out there for seven years. But within the seven years, I tried I tried getting on the police department once and didn't work out. And then I actually tried the fire department uh, three times, and uh, the third time was a charm. So all that in the course of seven years. And I, I think coming out of the military, I wanted to keep that that feeling of that, like I belong to, to something, like a brotherhood. Right. Uh, like a band of brothers type of deal, uh, mm-hmm. service, providing a service. And I felt like law enforcement or, or the fire department could, could provide that. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, I went down that road and, uh, ironically, you know, it, it, you know, with the fire department, you know, it took me three tries at some point, uh, you know, the first two tries, I really, I decided that I really wanted to do that. I, so I tried twice and then the third time, actually. Uh, the, the process went like this. So you, you, you went and picked up, you went and picked up the application and the study guide. You had to pay like 10 bucks or 20 bucks or something for the study book. And, you know, and you could take it home. And so I went and I went and picked up the application, picked up the study book and I went home. And so, you know, time passed, you know, I got, you know, just, I guess, complacent, you know, with being out of the up I was making good money. I was supporting my family. So I, I'm working, uh, one day. And the uh, foreman comes down and he says, hey, man, your, your wife's on the horn. And me and my wife never calls me at work. So I was, you know, I was a little, little concerned. So I run down and grab the phone. And she's like, hey, she says, uh, she says this application is, is due today. <laughs> I said, okay. You know, and I'm working 12-hour shifts. You know, I, I'm working, you know, 6 in the morning to 6 in the evening. And um, I hadn't filled it out. And, you know, the administration, you know, where you go to turn it back in, I believe that they close at like 3.30 or 4. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I just, I don't have time. I said, I'm not going to get off working time to get it filled out and get it turned in. And, and, uh, so my wife, you know, God bless her. She goes, well, you want me to fill it out and turn it in? I thought, well, yeah, if you got time, go for it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, boom, bang, boom, here I am, uh, get ready to, you know, complete my 14th year on the fire department. And it, it, it's been a career that I've absolutely have, uh, loved and enjoyed. Uh, every single day I've been there. So, wow. Well, yeah. <clears throat> I'm, let me take you back just a little bit here. All right. You made a comment about uh, uh, Bruce being a fireman. Yes. And he's basically was dating your mom at that time. Yes. As a fireman. Yes. And you saw him being a fireman. Did yes. he Did he have to say anything to you about becoming a fireman, or did you just pick up that on your own? I just picked it up on my own. Uh, again, uh you know, when I when I was in high school and and I had a license and I and I took, started taking an interest in, in in what he was doing as far as the fire department goes, I, I would I would get in my car and instead of hanging out with my friends like on a Saturday, <laughs> I would go to the fire station. Yeah, I would go to the fire station and hang out. It was that much fun uh, sitting there listening to those guys tell stories and interact with each other, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what did it for me. Yeah, that that, that I wanted that so bad. Yeah. And uh, ironically, he, you know, when when I first tried to get on, not that he he didn't discourage it, but um, like it, it seemed like he really like I was in such a, a I guess good place financially out of BF Goodrich, like he didn't want to see me give that up, hmm. uh, you know. So, but you know, again, it was BF Goodrich was great. Don't get me wrong, it, you know, it it, it provided. Right. Uh, I was blessed to have it, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. Right. And uh, with that said, I found myself. I won't say I was miserable, but I was I was definitely like not happy. 
Right. Not where I wanted to be in life. Yeah. So, so, so the, all that money wasn't help, wasn't doing it. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Hmm. It wasn't it? Wasn't you know that it wasn't enough, but it just it just wasn't what I wanted. Right. So you said you tried only one time for the uh, police department. Correct. Why didn't you try two and three times for the police department? Because at that moment, uh, after that process, uh, you know, things just have a way of working out. But after that, I just I, I really decided, you know, what, I, I want to do the fire department. And that's where the, the multiple attempts it might have been four tries, to be honest with you. I mean, right. it's been so long, I don't remember. But that's where the multiple attempts <laughs> uh, right. uh, came came about because then I decided that's what I really wanted to do. Yeah. Now, you said something even further back. You talked about how you and your buddy held each other accountable. Right. I mean, you were deciding to do the right thing, and you just, the two of you decided that on your own, right? Yes, right. Okay. And do you yep. think that's what kept you out of going uh, over that line, going the wrong direction in life? Oh, without, without question. Without question. You know, he, uh, you know, I think back to some of the conversations we had, and, uh, you know, we would talk about, you know, doing things and, and literally like our conversation, like, man, that's, that's not a good idea. Like one of us, <laughs> you know what, man, that's not a good idea. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I really don't think, think you should, should go down that road or, or anything like that. But I think we, we were just two guys, uh, two good friends that just, you know, with everything else that we had, had around us, you know, uh, him and his family dynamic and, and, and my family dynamic, man, in the neighborhood that we grew up in. You know, we just bonded. You know, I think we both wanted the same things out of life, and that was just to, you know, just to be something, right? And to do something with ourselves, and uh, you know, and I think that's what it was. And it was, you know, I guess, you know, at some, you know, to some degree, you know, friendly competition. You know, we we competed at everything, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, but it was all good. You know, mm -hmm. it was all good, and we just, you know, I think above all, man, we just just two kids that wanted to stay out of trouble, right? And, and try to do the right things, and good, and, good, uh, yeah, good. Now. When you went into the Marines with him on the buddy on the buddy plan, right? Okay, you came out because of a bad ankle. Did he stay? Right. He did. He did. Uh, like I said, at the time I was stationed in uh, Okinawa, and at the last time I talked to him, I think my, I think he spent uh, his whole career in Hawaii. Wow. <clears throat> so yeah, so we you know the the conversations were. Uh, you know, hit and miss, and you know, but he uh, at last contact, he uh, he was in Hawaii. Hmm. So he's got his and, twenty. Uh, he's his twenty in already. You're right. He, no, 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 no. He's not in now. No, he he did four and out. Four. So he did his four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Yeah. The he, question. So he yeah. didn't. He didn't turn it into his career. He didn't turn it into getting a uh, a pension and everything from the military. No. No. He did four. He. Uh, he ended up getting married and uh, and and having a child while in Hawaii, and uh, and he did his four years and decided decided that was enough for him. There you go, there you go. Well, that's yeah. quite all right. Now, looking back, <laughs> you don't know how much you have to really thank your wife for what she did for you. <laughs> <laughs> I thank her. I tell that story all the time, and uh, I thank her all the time. And if you go back and look at the application, that that's not my hand right on the application. <laughs> Or you gonna say that now? Next somebody gonna come in. Like I'm probably letting too much out. <laughs> well, but that's a good wife. I mean, she knew what you needed, and uh, yeah, yeah. God yeah. paired you two together just right because you weren't gonna get nothing done without her. Oh man, listen, we uh, we've been together since we were sophomores in high school. You know, right. 15 years old. We've been dating and 
and uh, we got married at 18. You was there. You were at the yeah, wedding. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just two kids up there. I'm sweating. <laughs> Not knowing what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> you didn't come talk to me or give me advice. Didn't tell me to run. So no. I did it. <laughs> so no. I went through with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then 26 years later, here we are, man. Here we are. Still, exactly. still hanging in there. <laughs> because I knew you needed that. I wasn't going to talk you out of that. <laughs> you needed it. You needed structure in your life. I, <laughs> yeah, I did. That's right. Yeah, I did. And, man, and she, and she provided it. She yeah. provided it. And that's good. I mean, it's all, it's all good. There you go. And that was a good example of that. I mean, my goodness, for her to think that, hey, you got to get this application turned in. And yeah. then she went ahead yeah. and filled the thing out. Yeah. And now yeah. look at where you're at 14 years later. Now, you've been on for 14 years on the Fort Wayne Fire Department, right? I'll be, yeah, I'll be completing 14 years in December. Okay. And give us kind of a rundown. I mean, you went through the academy, um, right. you, you got on. Where are you stationed at? And give us a, a day in the life of what it is you guys see. Because, see, every time I saw you, you were either lifting weights or playing volleyball outside. So t- t- <laughs> the listeners need to know because if my house is on fire, you got to put the volleyball down or the weights won. <laughs> you know, it's not like we see on TV where they fighting fires all the time now. Give us a rundown on what is it like as a fireman. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the volleyball. You know that's true. You know what I'm talking about. As you know, firefighters from time to time have we just we have uh, a little bit of extra time on our hands. Mm-hmm. We get you know, we get recreational like that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I'm telling. No, wait a minute. I'm gonna tell our listeners out there. If ever you get on a, like a club volleyball team, find a fireman. Okay, find a fireman. <laughs> they the one to know all the rules and how to play the game. And and the worst part well, is is sand volleyball. You all got a sand volleyball. Yeah, I was going to say it's got to be sand volleyball. Oh. We don't know about the hardcore stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the sand. Because you don't want to get hurt. That's what it is. <laughs> but, okay, now you're done playing. Well, <laughs> Give us a day in the life. Give us what is it like going in. How do those hours work? Because I can never understand how you guys worked so many on, so many off. What is it? Go ahead. What is that all about? Oh, man. So, day in the life of a firefighter. So, it's, you know, um, we show up. You know, you got to be at the station by 0700 in the morning. And uh, one of the, one of the first things you do when you, you walk in the station is, uh, you know, you walk in and the first thing, you know, you do is you, you, you pull, you take the whatever spot that you're, you're riding on that truck. Uh, you know, you take, you take the, uh, off going firefighter, you take his stuff off, put it in his locker and you put your stuff on the truck. And once you do that, you are it tag, you're it, <laughs> you're ready to go. So right. you're, you're, you're on duty. Uh, and then, uh, one of the other things that you do is, you know, you go to that kitchen table and, uh, and that's where all the magic happens at that kitchen table mm-hmm. so but you want to sit down and you want to talk with that offgoing shift uh about some of the, you know some of the runs they made you know is anything going on with the truck are we missing supplies you know you just get a pass down of uh so that you can uh you know uh, you know resupply or uh, be on the lookout for glitches with the truck just right. you know so you can be prepared for your day right now uh, you now know, you're starting like you're talking about seven o'clock in the morning right yes Okay. First thing in the morning. All right. And how many hours do you guys work on a shift? So firefighters uh, work. So we work 24-hour shifts. Uh, then we get 48 hours off. Now, 
there are circumstances or scenarios where you can work 48 hours, such as like maybe overtime, which we call hire backs, mm-hmm. um, or we we can work uh, for other firefighters. Uh, we can trade days, so you can find yourself working uh, 48 hours, and that may be at you know two different stations. Like you may work at one station. And then, uh, depending on the circumstance, uh, you may have to leave that station that morning and then go report to another station for the next 24 hours. But, but you're allowed uh, to so, you're allowed to sleep during that time, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, so you know, there there are things that you know, we are required to do uh, during the day. Uh, there are certain days, like uh, you know, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Mondays we do. Uh, what we could call uh, it's like a Monday morning check off and that you account and check you check for and account for every piece of equipment that's on that truck that's right. done every morning uh, oil tools uh, you know whatever case may be but it, it, it's every piece of equipment that's on that truck mm-hmm. uh, Wednesdays it's called kitchen day you know Wednesdays you know uh, you know the kitchen gets clean top to bottom all the leftovers get thrown out. You know, Fridays, wash the windows, all the windows in the station. Saturday, we mop the floors and apparatus bay. <laughs> so, you know, there are certain things to do that, you know, and but, you know, every day that you're there, you know, there's training requirements. You know, we're required to do so many hours of training, mm-hmm. you know, every shift, you know. So, you know, things like that, that, um, that, that have to be done on a daily basis right. while we're there. Uh, typically, you know, right around, I think, 5 o'clock is when we typically maybe sit down to eat dinner. And and that's and that's what we call like uh, you know at that time it's like you know that's our time to to unwind and you know maybe do some of the other things that that you want to do right uh, throughout the day read a book watch a movie whatever the case may be right right now I joked about the whole lifting weights thing but <laughs> right. I know and I've seen that you guys have to stay very uh, physically fit right <laughs> what you laughing about man. <laughs> <laughs> so you thought I was going to say something wrong, didn't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Uh, so, you know, uh, it's, you know, you want, you want to be in shape uh, as a firefighter. I think you want, you want to be in the best possible shape uh, that you can be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and that, and that can, you know, that can be uh, an asset, oh, yeah. you know, to, you know, to the uh, demands of the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, so that, that equipment and stuff that we have at the stations, you know, that stuff is there so that we can maintain a certain level of fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, it's not required, you know, that you work out, you know, every day, but, uh, there are a lot of firefighters that take advantage of, of, of having that, having right. those, uh, those tools and, you know, that equipment there at the station to, to maintain their fitness. Yeah. Uh, every year we do a, what's called a, a work performance evaluation, WPE for short. And we do that every year. It's a time event uh, where we, especially like an obstacle course that's set up uh, in each, uh, in each station is a function that we could potentially uh, be performing while on the fire ground at a scene. Uh, so they put all these uh, functions into an obstacle course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a timed event, and it's you know uh, you got you know x amount of minutes and some seconds to get through it. Uh, and we do that every year. Give us a rundown. What would it be? You know, 
obstacle one, two, three to the finish line, what would you, what would people expect to see? Uh, you could expect to see firefighters, uh, <clears throat> uh, there's like a door forcing the door simulation with the sledgehammer and they, they have a, <clears throat> like some kind of, uh, uh, fixture there that's pressure sensitive and you got to whack away at it with a sledgehammer. And then once it breaches a, a certain point, uh, buzzer will go off and you can move on to the next station. Um, uh, Carrying ladders, uh, carrying tools, uh, a dummy pool, um, raising the ladder, and then what they call piking the ceiling is one of the other exercises. Uh, there's a weighted, <clears throat> a weighted simulator out there where you put a, one of our tools that we use. You put a pike pole uh, into the simulator, and you pike it up uh, ten times, and you pull it down ten times. And again, it's weighted, so it's right. to simulate uh, to simulate weight or, right. or breaching the ceiling. So that you know, that's I think I named them all. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you came on as a rookie, you knew nothing about fire, flames, and gas, and <laughs> things that are flammable. You did you know anything about that, or did you learn all that going through the academy? Yeah, you know, a lot of people, you know, think that, you know, just because you got a, a dad as a firefighter, you know, that you come in and you know that stuff. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, I had no idea. No, I didn't know, you know, any of that stuff. I mean, I, I listen to stories, mm-hmm. but it's not something my dad, you know, it's not something he sat me down and, you know, tried to get me to understand. Right. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't like that. Right. So, no. So, coming in, man, I was, you know, I was probably no different than anybody who hadn't had any kind of fire service experience mm-hmm. uh stepping into that spot um and, you know and that's one of the you know going back thinking about the testing you know at the time when i was applying you know you have you know 800 700 applicants mm-hmm. uh you know taking a test a written test you know vying for you know 20 20 spots right, right. And, uh at the time you know i think each time that i went and took that test it was held out at, at the uh the coliseum yep here in that. town and yeah. yeah and you know getting out of your car man and you and you walk through that parking lot you would think you know you think you're at a, a, a volunteer firefighter convention mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> with yeah. all the, the, the blue lights and you know the the license plates and all that and and it can be intimidating you know uh when you don't have uh the experience right like some of those guys probably had you know that, that could be an intimidating factor right you, so no, I, I had no no idea about any of that stuff. And the continuing education for you all, I mean, that's learning all the different things that are people are, you know, booby trapping their drug houses with, and uh, <laughs> and the stuff that will will uh, will ignite that you didn't have a clue would ignite if you mix this with that. And that, sure, I mean, to me, to me, I'm just talking here. That is a scary part for me. I mean, on the police side, we knew all the different uh, uh, meth houses, how they could blow up. I mean, a spark right. here, a spark there, and the whole house goes up. But we weren't equipped with all the stuff you all wear. I mean, the, the, right. to me, it's still scary. I, I, can't, right. I sure. cannot imagine how you all go into those roaring, and when I say roaring fires, they are actually roaring fires, how you yeah. guys do that stuff. I mean, what in your mind, what does it make you, how do you, change your mind to, to go in when I'm not, I'm standing on there just directing traffic out there. <laughs> Cause I ain't going. Well, 
but you know what? I, I'm, you know, you're not going into the house fire, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to opt out of the shootout that you guys go into. So, okay, <laughs> it's a trade off there. All right, I got you. <laughs> it's a trade off, right. you know. So yeah, I think uh, it, it's, uh, but that's that. I think it's more. That's the whole idea about being a first responder, uh, a public public service uh, worker. Uh, you know, people in the community call you a hero. <laughs> uh, and I think it's the willingness to put yourself, uh, put your life on the line uh, for somebody else, a right. total stranger. Right. Uh, and I think I think that's what 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 sets apart you know police and firefighters, and right. um, you know from so many other other professions out there is, is the willingness to do that. Hmm. You know, not very many people people are going to do that for somebody else, right. uh, especially a total stranger. Oh yeah, and, and uh, it's usually always a stranger when you're going, right? Yeah, usually yeah, ninety nine point five nine percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll be darned. So besides fighting fires, you guys also have to do all the medic runs too, right? Sure. And that was something, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, being, uh, going into it and not knowing. I feel like and when I was in the academy, I feel like maybe the, the fire stuff, not that it came to me naturally, you know, but I had to put some work into it. And, and, and my test, my test scores showed, reflected when I didn't put the work into it, you know. So, but the, but the medical side of it for me, was a different animal like i really had to uh i mean there are some nights where i didn't get to study the fire side of it because i had to nail down the medical side of it and when i was in the academy and i I was at a point where man i was struggling so bad with the medical stuff you know i took it upon myself to to tap into a resource that we had in in, in our class one of my other uh classmates uh was a guy by uh, his name was uh, nate mills and uh, um he was a he was a beloved member of our department. Uh, Nate was one of those guys on our department that I don't think there was one person on our, on our department that could say anything bad about Nate. Mm-hmm. And, and and sadly, he passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. And it really, really, <clears throat> really shook our department. But I approached Nate because Nate, Nate, was, Nate was an outstanding medic, you know. And then you talk to a lot of people and, you know, a lot of people thought he's probably one of the better medics probably in the state you know i don't i don't know where that reputation came from or or how he got that but that was that was the consensus <laughs> i mean the dude was an outstanding medic so right so i approached him said man you know i could really use some help with this and so nate was kind enough to invite me uh to come to his house uh after after uh classes ended throughout the week and i would drive every day to huntington uh there were some nights i i i, I slept in his basement on his couch and, and would get up and go back to the class the next day uh, just so he could help me out to help me understand uh, right. the medical side of that. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. And I, and, I, and I think that was, you know, people, you know, talk about, uh, you know, commitment. I think that that was at that point, I think that's where, like, I really committed myself to, uh, you know, trying to be the best uh, firefighter that I could be like the, the, the whole mindset of, of how I wanted to approach my career once I graduated the academy. Right. Right. Wow. I mean, <laughs> you have your, your wife as the first part of it, getting you. Well, right. let, let me take it back. You got Bruce in your life. 
okay, who let you see one side of it. Then you had your right. wife pushing you <laughs> to make sure you get it done. Yeah, she. Then you got yeah, you got Nate. Yeah, yeah. Then you got Nate in your life helping you along the way. So, and now I'm sure there's other little stories that people have helped you along the way. But I mean, to get where you're at right now, you had a lot of help, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And now the, what you become and how you become that person or or uh, your success in your career pays tribute to all those people who helped you along the way. Right. Yeah. So in your career, as you're moving along there, you're doing your thing, you interacted with police officers every once in a while, right? Uh, most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> most most scenes, you know, and it, yeah. Now, there's always that that the on the on the in the movies and things they show police officers uh, versus firemen and it's a, it's a bad relationship. Get, kind of give us that. Is that true? Not true? Or what do you think? No, I mean I, I can't speak for um, I can't speak for other fire and police organizations. Mm-hmm. You know across the country. Uh, unfortunately, that may be may be the case. But I think here uh, in the city of Fort Wayne, no, that's that's far, far from from the truth. I think we have a great working relationship uh, mm-hmm. with with uh, uh, with the police and our uh, EMS system here in the city. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. We all. I think we are on the same page of, of of having that common goal. And that is to provide the best possible service that we can uh, to the citizens of the, of the city. Mm-hmm. So, what is your rank, or what are you considered? So, right now, I'm considered a private. A private. Okay. Private, yeah, just private. Uh, the rank structure on the fire department, um, you know, in, in the combat division, you know, you got your private. Uh, you have a lieutenant, and I, well, let me back that up. You have a private. And then, yes, at some some stations, uh, maybe got the senior private, you know, the guy with the private that's got thirty years on, and you know, has been there, done that. Right. Uh, that you know that you look to for a lot of lot of leadership and knowledge. So you got that guy, and then uh, lieutenant, captain. Uh, then we have our battalion chiefs. Mm-hmm. So, what is your dream? Are you do you enjoy where you're at right now? Are you looking to go any further? Or is, are you happy? When I when I first came on the fire department, I think I had. Uh, aspirations of, of being an officer, and I still do. I, I just recently completed um, what they call blocks, but really uh, just completed um, the classes necessary to take that step uh, to become a lieutenant. Um, but I just recently uh, was able to bid into uh, a station, uh, my favorite station uh, in the whole city, uh, station two and uh here in the city and uh just recently was uh, able to bid over there and man i love it i, I, I love this i love the neighborhood the territory and i'm having a blast right now in that spot um and so so yeah so i put my i put the the promoting uh aspirations on hold just for a moment mm-hmm. um and maybe next year i think maybe maybe next year uh i'll take that step and, and assess to become an officer. Right, right. Well, why don't you ask your wife? She'll tell you what you need to do. 
<laughs> I think I'm going to stay away from that because I know I'm not going to like the answer. See, sometimes you need that, okay? You need your wife. I mean, she's the one to fill out the application for you. Not everybody I don't need her all the time. You Whoa. Know? Sometimes, Whoa. listen, I can make my own decision. Whoa. <laughs> sometimes. Now, listen, I'm not editing that out. I'm leaving that part in. <laughs> And I'm sure she's going to make sure she talked to you about that one. Wow. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm sure she's probably listening somewhere. She's probably listening. She's going to listen. <laughs> oh, man. No, I mean, uh, it's it's always the uh, police and fire uh, softball game, which is a big fundraiser. Do you ever play yeah. on that? I have not played in it. I, man, the last time I played a sport with the with the guys – from the fire and police department, I ruptured my Achilles, and that was it. <laughs> you need to go sit down. Did your wife say yeah, it was did. okay for and you to I play? Did. Did, she give you, did she give you permission to play? That's the question. She, yeah, she asked me what I was doing, and, and I think like two hours later, I was calling her to co- come pick me up. Okay, so when she asked you what were you doing, that was a sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you should have been home. I'm going, I'm going to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, two hours, two hours later. Hey, mm-hmm. I need a ride. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's why. No, go ahead. I was gonna say no. I, I've never, I've never played uh, in the in the softball games, but I, I offered my my uh, moonlighting talent and 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 offered to to DJ uh, some of the the events that that we had on the job. So okay, yeah, that was my contribution. Yeah, because at one point you were doing you were doing weddings, right? I was, yeah. Okay, so your your mother is a, a wedding planner, and you were the DJ for like ninety nine percent of all the uh, receptions. Is that true? Not, not you know. We we kind of we did our own thing, but yeah, I, I DJ uh, quite a few of her events. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So so now you don't do that with weddings. You do it for different events for the fire department. I, I you know, <laughs> that's a whole other segment. But I stepped away from it for a while, and then uh, my oldest daughter. She got married, and she she insisted that I be the DJ for her wedding, and okay. so I kind of found my way back to it mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. But I'm real, um, you know. But it's sparingly, right? It's, it's sparingly that I do it. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, I I haven't done it for for the uh, uh, I haven't done any of the events for the fire mm-hmm. department for the last I don't know probably two or three years, right? But, you know, if the opportunity presents itself in the future, uh, I'd be more than happy to do it for him again. I got you. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to take you back again. Thinking right. of yourself as that young man, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old, what would you tell a young man now who's thinking about getting on the fire department? What, wow. would you, what advice would you give that kid? Man, I think the one thing, because I, I, I say this to, you know, I got a young man now that, that – uh, that came to me and I met him uh, through my wife is somebody, uh, a young man that my wife worked with at her job that uh, wanted to, that was looking into being a firefighter. And I think I would, I would tell, uh, you know, going back then, tell, tell anybody uh, that, you know, the one thing that seems to, to keep people from really doing what they want to do in life, or even if it's not the fire department, but the fire department, or the police department specifically is to stay out of trouble. I, I think I think you know stay on stay on the path. Uh, you know I think that's probably the number one thing that I would tell somebody. Um, you know those little you know instances where you know we make those bad decisions, those bad choices. 
can really come back to haunt you uh, later on in life, you know, when you decide to get serious and want to try to make something of yourself. Um, and, you know, at the time that we make those choices, you know, you're really not thinking about, you know, you know you're really thinking about your future mm-hmm. and how that can come back to haunt you. Um, so, so if I could tell anybody, I, I think uh, anything, I think that would, that's what I would tell them, mm-hmm. you know, stay out of trouble. Indeed. You know, do good school, you know, that, that kind of thing. Right, right. Because there's, there's a lot of young people who were in your same shoes growing up. Right, yes. Okay. With a dad, without a dad. Uh, right. Absentee dad, whatever you want to call it. But you have to make that choice yourself. Right. Um, I think as a young man, 13, 14, for you and your buddy to, to hold each other accountable, that was huge because that's, I mean, you guys were young to do that. Yeah. 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 I think we just, we just knew, uh, you know, again, I think, you know, we're so, I think, man, we just, there was so much negative going around us and you just saw the effects of that, uh, what that did, you know, to families and, and things like that. And we just, we just knew that wasn't the way. Right. You wow. know, and so, yeah. That, that took, that took a lot. And uh, like I said, there were a lot of people along the way helping you that you probably right, didn't absolutely. realize it Yeah, until now. <laughs> Who was, who was no, no I, I realized it then. Oh, you was okay. <laughs> I, I realized it then. I, yeah, and I think, and I, I think that too. I think when you have people that uh, that go out of their way to help you, and, and it could be with anything, and I think that that probably is is another motivator to 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 do good is to, to and to try mm-hmm. in life is that you know you don't want to let those people down. Those people that went out of their way to help you. Uh, you know, I think to and me personally, I feel like, you know, I'm going to repay you with, with being successful. Right. You, know, you, you helped me get to, you know, get to a certain point. And, and, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, stay out of trouble, be successful. And that's how you repay people that, uh, you know, uh, that go out of the way to help you, mm-hmm. you know, that, that let you use them as a reference on a job application. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh Yeah. And then you turn it around right now, again, your wife putting somebody in your life that now you can help. Yes. Yep. And yep. Just paying it back. Yeah. I'll be darned. Paying yeah. it back. And this, you know, he, he's, he's been through, you know, he's we just, now we're waiting on that, that dreaded letter to come through the mail. You know, you, <laughs> you know how the process works. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> now, yeah. yeah. Now we're in the waiting period to see if he moves on to the next, you know, the next stage and, you know, and mm-hmm. we pray for him every day. You oh, know? Good. Seems like, seems like a really good kid. Good. Good, just one one kid at a time, one one life Absolutely. at a time. That's good Absolutely. stuff. That's Absolutely. Now you mentioned a couple of times about the uh, camaraderie, uh, being yes. some a part of something bigger than yourself, and right. uh, you know how you guys sit down, and you talk. Is that what you will probably miss the most if you leave the fire department when you retire? Without question, without question, that's probably that's that's going to be uh, the one thing I miss the most. Uh, so much so that, you know, I, I think I'll be that guy, you know, those guys that retire and they just show up and they don't want to go home. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. We got them on the police department, too. <laughs> right. I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> and they call dispatch and just want to be talking. They're like, dispatch, we got things to do. Yeah. <laughs> be bringing up old stories. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be that guy. Yeah. These, uh, Man, the the relationships and the friendships you build with uh, some of these men and women are, I mean, they last forever. But uh, yeah, sitting down at that table, man, that's where 
that that is that that's probably the one thing that I look forward to every morning. Okay. And there there hasn't been a morning where I've sat down at any any table uh, at any station in this city and have not laughed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what. Yeah, because when yeah. I was on patrol, uh, we would always stop at the fire station, especially if I knew Bruce was in there. And man, we would be at that table just like you said, and just cracking up laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. and again, I go back, go back to when I was a kid. You know, like I said, I would I would instead of going to hang with my friends, like no, nah, I'm gonna go to the fire station to hang out. <laughs> and I would then I would I would go in there and just hang out all day long, right? And just laugh because <laughs> there was something going on all the time. Yeah, exactly. all the time. People stopping in and uh, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to uh, again. I want to thank you for doing this and talking to us and. uh Letting us see, you know, hey, you can come from just about anything and uh, yes. take advantage of the people that are helping you, helping Absolutely. you along the way, and uh, try certain things. If it doesn't work, hey, got to close that door and push you in another direction. Right. And uh, you'll find yourself where you need to be, uh, and you'll be helping where that need is at. And uh, that's exactly right. what you're doing right now. Hey, Absolutely. I, I want to clear up a story. I was talking to somebody who I told him I'd be getting you on my show. And they said, ask him about the time that he was working for a lawn service. And uh, he had one. <laughs> that can't be good. <laughs> they said, you had one of the big moors. I mean, you was a young kid, and it was like one of those moors that would just go by itself. I mean, and you fell down but held onto the handles, and the thing was dragging you down a hill. Now, is that true? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> it looked like you were skiing on your stomach on dry land. I'm not- <laughs> Uh, there must be I'm some listen, truth think, to that. I'm not. I'm not gonna mention the lawn service, uh, but I'm pretty sure they broke every child labor law. No, no, the man when they hired me <laughs> at, at 13 <laughs> and was paying you under the table. <laughs> under the table yeah there's some slave labor going on boy oh boy i tell you what and, and, and i remember the mowers a big 52 inch tour walk behind yeah yeah but they said, yeah, they said that, that happened and they said it was people dragging need to you. know <laughs> people need to know that happened i'm just telling I, you they I, said ask him about it I said, <laughs> and that hill that hill uh in question is uh, somewhat in my territory where I'm stationed at now, and I drive by it often. <laughs> do, you, do you stop and get out and go down on one knee and pray? I think mean, you know. I just I, I still I think the ruts are still there from my knees dragging <laughs> dragging in the dirt. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, I had to. I'm sorry, I had to bring that up. They asked me to. I, I didn't mean to do it to you. That, that's wrong. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. People you, need to know. They need to know that that company was breaking uh, child labor laws. That There's all kind of child labor laws. Okay. I'm sure of it. I didn't know it at the time, but the more you know, now that I'm older, I'm, I'm I guarantee they did. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, here's the thing. I, I like I said, I knew you when you was young, growing up, and uh, when Bruce first entered your life. And I've uh, been watching you grow up all these years and, uh, and on the fire department. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best. And uh, all I can Thank say you. is stay safe out there because, again, if you in the fire. Oh, hey, let me ask you this question. <clears throat> all right. A lot of people, we get a lot of stories where people run into a fire and save somebody like you see on TV. And they, 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 they right. down low. Below the smoke. Grabbing the old lady and the cat, you know, bringing them out. <laughs> 
right. What is your advice to our listeners if there is a fire in a house? I mean, is it a good thing to go in and be the hero, or what do you all suggest? What What do you tell the regular people yeah, like us it, with no equipment? It, it's it's not. More times than not, you, you you're going to be another victim mm-hmm. uh, in that scenario. Um, so what I would say is, yeah, you never run back in. As a matter of fact, uh, you are a valuable asset. So when we show up to that scene, you are a wealth of information mm-hmm. that we can get from you to where if we have to go in there and locate uh, something or somebody that, that, that you were going to go back for. Right. Best thing for you to do is, is to, if you, if you make it out, stay out. Uh, and when the help arrives, um, you, you are a valuable asset because now we can get information from you now, you know, cause we, you know, we don't know the way out of the house. So we can talk to you and figure out exactly, uh, um, and figure out exactly where we need to go to, to, to help somebody out if we right. need to. Now that's, that's good advice. Cause yeah, we get different stories and we watch the movies and everything and Sure. You know, everybody yeah, wants to be that hero. Movies. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I... <laughs> Backdraft. Bull. Never had an air pack on. <laughs> hey, hey, that's real. <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> to me, that's real. That's how it really happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unfortunately, a lot of people think, you know, they just, they don't know. You know, they don't know uh, with the, the smoke. You know, the smoke is what, what gets people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, the smoke, you could, you know, you'll succumb to that, you know, very quickly. Hmm. Uh, and so going back into a smoking environment uh, without any protective gear, that, uh, very bad idea. Okay. Yeah, don't do that. Well, I thought I'd at least ask that question, and uh, I do appreciate it. And again, I re- <laughs> see you getting started. <laughs> We're going to call this 10 in. Hey, man, we go way back, man. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> I'm just happy to be talking to you today. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. We do appreciate it. And, uh, hey, Thank you. Make sure you thank your family and, and continually thank your wife uh, for all the stuff that she's doing for you. And uh, Absolutely. she keeps you on the right path, and that, and that's what we need in our lives, somebody that keeps that's guiding right. us. But, that's uh, right. Yeah, man, you, go ahead. I'm a, I'm a blessed man. I'm Good. a blessed man. There you go. There you go. Hey, folks, we appreciate you listening to Police Pod Talk, and we will catch you again next week. Uh, Morel, thank you very much for being here with us. Uh, today. My pleasure. All My right. pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Remember, you can always go to policepodtalk at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at Cleveland Junior or Police Pod Talk. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.